Welcome to the Mark Steering Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you'd like your buck or two, you would mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Starry Music Podcast. Also, considering you help me get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Frank Zappa. A mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work unless it's open. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 176. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on a fiercely windy winter day here at my folks' place in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. This February's unrelenting weather has been brutal, but makes for nice photos of Copper the Wonder Golden while snowshoeing. Last week's Geeks Wrap Up. Thursday, I played a solo show at Rock Bottom Brewery in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Pre-Elton John and the tapping of a new firefighter beer made for a busy evening. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Good luck to old guitar student and now bartender Adam on his move to Ziggy's in Hudson. Saturday, I played a full band show at Paradise Landing in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin. Was Winterfest and the Iceman 500 races. Allie, Johnson, Ricochet all played great. Pumped for patio season out there. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, February 28th, I'll be playing a solo show at Volstead in Egan, Minnesota from 7 to 10 p.m. Friday, March 1st, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, March 2nd, Mr. Brian, Keith, Johnson, and myself will be rocking and rolling up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. Guest this week. It's part one of two with John, Nick, Tony, Steve, and Frank from A440 Studios. We talk atmosphere, Zeppo, Free Fallen, the history of the studio, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Hey, welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, everybody. We're here at A440 Studios here in New Hope, Minnesota. We're here with the guys, the owners, the crew of A440 Studios. And this place is just a jaw-dropping studio. Um, my friend Frank, um, how we're even here, uh, he hangs out at shows, been friends with Frank for a number of years. And he wanted me to stop out to check out these incredible deals they were doing. It's just cool 
studio, which is right by a place I play and mention on here every single week, the Pub 42, and I stopped out here and happened to run into Tony Wilson, who I did. I don't think I'd met before, but seen you play before, and we knew about 10,000 people in common, and Nick, you're around too, and so they gave me the, the tour of the place, and it was just kind of jaw-dropping. It's, it's huge. It's really cool. It's really comfy in here, and we were watching some of the videos and stuff. It's really neat, and... Um, Thought it'd be kind of a unique, something different and special to talk to some folks that own and run a studio. I've, I've never done that on the podcast. That's our kind of goal today is to kind of see, talk about the A440 a little bit. I'm here with uh, John Heinen. Hello. And Nick Nichols. Hi there. And Steve Kahn. Hello. And Tony Wilson. And of course, Frank. Hey. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. And Frank has an ungodly amount of a collection of rock star photos. So, so who's your favorite person to take a photo of there, Frank, out of all your collection you showed me last week? Uh, probably Tedeschi Trucks. Yes. I have a crush on Susan Tedeschi, mm-hmm. big time. Yeah, that was. those are some nice photos. Appreciate that. Really appreciate it. There were so many of them, it was almost freak, uh, creepy, Frank. Don't so get freaked out. <laughs> That's the last thing we want here. All right, so do you guys mind just telling us a little about the studio? John, sure. just toss sure. it over to you, man. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, you know, this is a, uh, not your your average recording studio. Um you know, and, and I'm the audio side of the business, so just I'm, so you can... I'm the video side of the business. Yep, he's a picking and I'm a grinning. <laughs> no, uh, you're, you're a picking and I'm a grinning. Oh, well. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, it's not a conventional recording studio by any means. That was my background, um, you know, in 96. Um, I, you know, started A440 Studios, which really was born out of... You know, it's just a big idea, and, and back then the studio, the recording business was thriving pretty well. We were just making the transition between analog tape and, and Pro Tools, and, you know, analog and digital was coming in, and uh, studios were still, you know, um, busy, and it was a viable Who were some of the other studios business. around that time? Uh, you know, Metro Studios Metro. was just kind of closing their doors at that point, or, or shortly after that, I guess. I'm not sure exactly when they... They shut down, but Metro was a big one. Um, let me think of who else. You know, creation has always been around, I think, from the beginning of time, <laughs> as far as I can tell. Um, Wasn't there Winterland over here, too? Yeah, Winterland. That, that um, you know, Winterland started up later on, I'm going to say early 2000s, um, and they had taken over another studio that was originally called Echo Bay, Okay. Um, so they went into that building and uh, and started Winterland. That's Todd Fitzgerald over there, is a friend of mine. And uh, so anyway, we um, you know went down the road with with A440 Studios at the Grain Belt Brewery for um, about 14 years. I was down at the Grain Belt, and the studios are still there. Um, they're still rocking um, now. Um, you know, owned by uh, Christopher Blood and uh, Joe Mabbitt. Um, the Hideaway Studios is what it's called, and Isn't that um, a lot of uh, Rhyme Sayers. Yeah, Rhyme did all of their early stuff down there. Um, so oh, yeah, you know, Rhyme would be like uh, 
atmosphere, atmosphere and, and sludge slug. and all those guys and slug, yep, slug, slug, slug. and uh, um, does that Doom Tree too? Is yeah. that in that same yep, crew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. Brother Ali? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Ali. Yep. Yeah, Very so cool. so yeah, we did a lot of fun stuff back in the uh, in the day there, and and I'm, I'm glad the studio is still still up and running. So anyway, in 2008, I transitioned out of that space, um, thinking I was going to move toward another building, and um, that you know deal kind of went to the wayside. So you know, in in reinventing myself, um, I met Nick um, Nick Nichols, and I had known each other. Um, for a couple of years previous, but, um, you know, we just started talking. We had always been talking about, hey, what if we put, you know, the video together with the audio? You know, I mean, no one's really doing it. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and some, somebody down at your studio, I think it was Sam Kovar, made an EPK, an early one. Right. And I remember seeing that. You showed that to me. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. We, you know, I mean, it was it really... It didn't exist back then. I mean, you know, honestly, in 2006, a thing called YouTube launched, and that's really what um, opened the door for uh, for us. You know, we we started to you know um, record bands and shoot videos just in a small basement studio that we had in Bloomington, um, and um, it just evolved. You know, we did a lot of location recordings for ten years. Really, we shot in you know, nightclubs and, and, uh, theaters and, and different venues around town and even out of state. And, um, so, you know, we, we kind of developed this product that we call an EPK stands for electronic press kit. Most people kind of know what that is these days, but it essentially, you know, turned out being a mashup, uh, video of, you know, uh, 12, 14 songs, and it just gives a buyer or a booking agent a chance to kind of see what the band does and how they sound and how they look. And um, we produced hundreds of those um, and hundreds of music videos through that 10 years just working out of our house, really. And, um, um, you know, that led us to, um, you know, almost two and a half years ago, we decided to get a studio space and honestly take it huge risk on um, opening up a a brick and mortar location that we could shoot these bands in because every time we'd go to a nightclub, the lights would be bad or the ceiling would be too low or, you know, somebody's bumping into you or spilling a beer on you. And um, so it just, um, we thought it was a a decent idea to just get our own space. And that's where we are today. Very cool. how do you go about looking for a studio space when you're just like just look for warehouses like this, or how do you even go about starting? We did. We That's we a just secret. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we kept our eye out, you know, just for quite a while. And actually, a friend of mine came to me. He was my neighbor, is my neighbor across the street, and a good friend of mine, Sean Thorood, who's kind of got his finger on the real estate world. He's a he's a Edina Realty agent, and he said, you know, John, you should check out. These this this guy is is pitching these man caves these um, you know spaces these warehouse condos that you can buy and I'm like well that's interesting so I went on the website and um, 
it looked like a cool idea, but they were, you know, the photos were like guys with car collections, and it just didn't, I wasn't sure, you know, how we would fit into that. But the day that we came in to this building and met with the owner, Paul Jorgensen, that was an eye-opener for us, mm-hmm. was it not? Oh, yeah. You got to get in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it, <laughs> it was suddenly we were just like, yes, this is the spot. We just knew it, and um, mostly because of the 20-foot ceiling height. You know, we basically bought a slice of a giant commercial manufacturing warehouse. Um, and this is a condoed building, so all these spaces are owned by individuals that use them for anything from running their business to, you know, storing household items to car collections, et cetera. And uh, so, yeah, we, we uh, this guy that owns the building was so accommodating to us that we were able to pull a deal together and, uh, and buy the space and, and move forward. Cool. For folks that are, like, in the audience just kind of picturing the place, it's just big wide open place but like the stage is it kind of reminds me like the fine line isn't about the same height and it's like that that kind of dark carpet whatever it's how did you guys go about setting up your space here in this big building where did you decide to put the stage or why did you put it there and oh geez um you know when we walked in there was absolutely nothing in here not even that wall wasn't even here as a matter of fact but we soon figured out that we had to get some curtains in here and we had to get certain things kind of in place. Um, but because of the setup of the room, it kind of dictated a lot of things just by it being a long rectangle. We had to put the sh- stage the short way so we can get around the stage. Yeah, the stage really only had one place to go. Yeah, there's only one place to put something 32 by 16. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, so. and, and really, Nick, you know, is, is you know, unlike me, loves to, you know, just tinker with stuff and build stuff. And, you know, before I knew it, he had curtain rails mounted and pulley systems and all this stuff going in that allows our curtains on the side of the stage to raise up and down. And, um, you know, um, I really didn't have to do any of that, which was pretty <laughs> cool. Well, it was kind of fun, like, inventing ways to, you know, because we couldn't really afford the curtains. After we priced them out, we thought, geez, how are we ever going to get curtains? And then, well, you could stack one on top of the other one and then just pull the bottom one up. Yeah, we bought some regular length curtains. I mean, we blew our wad on the back curtains, the backstage curtains. That's... um, Not literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, kind of. It is New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when you, what kind of gear do you use if you're the audio guy? Like, what, what kind of gear do you have in this room? Stuff like with, I got a little tiny little Behringer board. What do you have to record yeah. folks here? Yep, yep. We, um, you know, it's just a variety of of studio recording gear. Um, we upgraded to, you know. Uh, the biggest part of equipment for us is the mic preamp because, you know, we track everything live off a of stage and, you know, you're using microphones that are not, you know, they're workhorses, the, the SM, the Beta 58 on the vocals and things like that. Those are, you know, they depend on a really good mic preamp to sound good. And so we, we really reinforced our our front end so all these mic lines coming in off the stage pass through, you know, class A, 
recording equipment and we've got Neve and API and uh, and really that's all the signal does is uh, we don't pass through compressors and EQs and all that stuff going down to Pro Tools. We just hit a really nice mic pre and, and then uh, everything else is done in post. But it's the kind of equipment that you would find in any any you know good recording studio. Okay. And some of the, you know if you guys the fans out there of the show if they want to check out our website at a440studios.com there is a list of most all of our stuff on online on the oh, site. Oh wow, too. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plug alert. Wow, you can see all the fancy stuff. Our video gear is also Okay. Online too. Mm-hmm. That's very very cool. It's, it's nice to know, you know, if, if somebody's needs a specific type of sound or look. Yeah, absolutely. Peruse our stuff and Heck yeah, man. So Nick, how'd you get into the video end of things? Did you did you say like what Frank said you started on the adult film industry? <laughs> no. No, that's that's just a story Frank made up. Okay, because he had the photos. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he got those. You but, didn't act uh, but you the filming. But right, I Frank? want the, I want those back. And you said right yeah now. You devil, Frank. You said Charlie Musselwhite was even playing harmonica in the background there, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Only on a soft moonlit night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. So what's your story, Nick? Uh, I moved to Minneapolis in 1997 to do a public access television show. And that just uh, doing, it was a sketch comedy show called Narcolepsy Incorporated. Oh, sweet. And uh, we we did a couple of seasons. We got all kinds of great kind of things came out of just doing it for the fun of it. I met Chuck Statler, for example, uh, the godfather of the music video. He came out to one of our shows one night. That was pretty thrilling. But um, so I, I moved here to, to kind of be in front of the camera, and then I just got way more interested in things behind the camera. And then it's, it seems like moments later, a guy asked me to edit a documentary. So I put together a feature-length documentary called What America Needs, played all over the world, 150 countries. Um, and so that was kind of successful, and then a couple more documentaries, and then it kind of picks up where John was talking about meeting me and talking about EPKs and making... Because after documentaries, I wanted to do something a little less boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, like shoot yourself Like in the shoot head. myself in the head with music videos constantly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the outline there. Who's some of your favorite video directors? Like, like, who directed, like, Michael Jackson's Thriller, like, the famous ones oh, like that? Yeah. Uh, well, there's this guy out there called Les Blanks. He's, uh, he's an American treasure. He's made documentaries, um, and he was influential on, in almost like a punk rock way to me because he did things so kind of simply, and that's all they had to be. They didn't have to have fancy moving camera shots or anything like that. You just had to tell a compelling story, and Les always did. Okay. For example, one of his movies is called Garlic is Better Than 10,000 Mothers. Whoa. There's a title. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there's some folks like that who just... You know, and there's some local folks that kind of helped me out. Um, Ace Allgood over at uh, Channel Z did, okay. me, did me a bunch of favors back in the day, kind of got me up and running. And, um, yeah, you know, like meeting Chuck Statler, that was pretty cool. 
um, got to watch him work a little bit. And yeah, I think one of my favorite music videos, just overall, mm -hmm. not even locally, is the suburbs cows. <laughs> seen that one i haven't no um they had uh hugo the drummer used to live i don't know it's over in minneapolis south minneapolis whatever and they did this song and they filmed the video in front of these old big huge cow heads that were next <laughs> to the freeway i mean they're huge <laughs> and then so they somehow the city was going to get rid of him the minnesota state fair picked him up and you when you drive by the state fair mm -hmm. there's a suburbs cows hanging off the back of the the <laughs> livestock area and i just think of the suburbs every time i oh, drive wow. by there that is so, so cool um, yeah, so heck yeah, it's one of my favorite videos overall. Mm -hmm. Love that yeah. band too; they're great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's super cool. Um, so, who's some bands you've been doing uh, like lately? Some mashup videos for or whatever. Oh, let's see, Kung Fu Hippies. Just shout them out, fellas. I seen him on a million of them online. Yeah. Zeppo. Zeppo. Yeah, mm -hmm. Zeppo was in here. Amazing. We just had Noah Levy on the podcast a little while ago, and he's part of Zeppo. And we talked about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And John Eller. Yeah. Yeah. Those so guys how, are great. How do you yeah. guys go about doing that? Do you guys like invite people in here and sit here and have drinks and dance and why? How do you guys do that stuff? Yeah, Does we, it depend? You know that that kind of evolved too. When we first moved into this space, um, you know, we we essentially had the carpets, you know, made and and got them in here, and we just shot from the floor because. Um, you know, when there's no audience, no crowd, the band can be on the floor. And, you know, if you look at some of our early videos that came from the studio, you'll notice that the sides of the stage just kind of like <laughs> go off, blend forever. off, you know, forever. Yeah, because we weren't on a stage deck at the time. And it was when, um, you know, Mark Larson from... Um, uh, Mark Larson. Oh, from Free, Free Fallen. Free Fallen, yeah. She's a good girl. Loves a mama, loves Jesus, and America too. She's a good girl. I uh, wanted to do his video here, and we had shot them before in a nightclub setting, but he asked about having a crowd in here, and I said, well, the only way we can really pull that off is to, to elevate the band. We have to get a stage deck in if we're going to do that. And I think we knew that that was coming. We yeah. were like, you know, we have to get the band off the floor. Um, so that's what we did. That was our maiden voyage with our, our new stage deck, um, who uh, I acquired from a good friend of mine, Paul Bush, who's in the business. And, um, and uh, yeah, ever since then, we've been able to have crowds in or extras as we refer to them because um really the purpose of having crowds in here for a show any given show is not to just have a party but to stage an audience in front of that band so the perception is that you're playing a giant venue and there's another 10,000 people behind those mm -hmm. 50 that you see at the front of the stage and it's a little propagandic, but that's what we do. And, uh, and it works. I've been at stuff like that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so you know, it's it's worked out well for us to where we we will now make these events public. We will sell tickets at the, at, you know, uh, 
you know, in advance or at the door, and it helps offset the cost for the band's video shoot. So um, it's a bit of a crowdfunding concept, and it's been working really, really well. What's some of the most memorable ones you've done lately? I'd say Zeppo was pretty darn memorable. It looked they cool. They just laid it right down. Yeah, the band was so solid. So and they, solid. They, um, we just had D. Miller Band in here. Yeah. Another extremely solid band. Just so entertaining. Um, who else? Uh, yeah. You know, um, I mean, there's been a bunch of great bands yeah, in here. Like Stealing Dan was really good. Yeah, Spindrift um, has Spindrift, been in here. the Rush Tribute's been in here. Um, we got I saw Mansich was in here. Did he did yeah. have a bring it? Or was that just, just him on stage? Yeah, I saw Mancich, his band up there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was here. He came in and shot some videos, some full-length videos of his original material. And uh, Paul's amazing. Scotty Miller did a, our very first live webcast. That was last... No, uh, yeah. January yes, 2018, January, yeah. yep. um, and that was the very first time that we actually, um, you know, went live on Facebook with a, a full band, um, you know, audio mix and and uh, you know camera switch and the in the whole shot. Are you familiar with Lolo's Ghosts? No, another great band. Wow. Yeah, those guys. Pretty James amazing. Loney, yeah. James Loney heads that up, and he's the the, the writer and. Uh, um, great songs, original band, and uh, Lolo's Ghost is definitely one. We had a band called Tumbling Dice, and I'm just trying to rattle a some Stones off for band? you. Stones? Yeah. Yep, Rolling yeah. Stones band. Ladies, of the, Ladies 80s. of the 80s. Uh Shirts and Skins, you've probably heard of Shirts and Skins. Yeah, we They've worked been with them up in uh, Breezy Point. Oh, yeah. Great, Great guys. guys. Yeah, I love Great those guys. New and up-and-coming artists like, a, 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 for instance, Brian Edblad, Joe Germ. He's had a, He's been around the circuit for a while. Mm-hmm. We just, he was just in studio. Yeah, um, works up at the pub, too. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Upcoming so, Intoxicats are coming for a show. Yes, we'll talk about them Which for sure. Um, <laughs> so let's say you're, you're doing a, a concert like that, and let's say... Let's say I play a lot of harmonica and I'm screwing up. Let's say Mayasich is taking a skull solo and mm-hmm. you know, Frank throws a beer bottle at him and he just screws <laughs> him up or whatever. Can you kiss alive it and do some tweaks afterwards? Absolutely. You can't. Absolutely. That'd or be... or we can just start over. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's you what's just, nice about being just, here. Just count off again. Really? Yeah. Just Yeah, it's and it's fun for the crowd too to like, you know, it's it's behind the scenes. You know, mm-hmm. recording it live. Yeah, yeah we do. We just, can do you know, it again. Bands will just stop. Yeah. But you know, as as to where, like with a nightclub gig, you, you wouldn't really tend to do that. Um, but but here, you're you're in a, a closed set, even though there is an audience here, and it's um it's very acceptable to just stop and start over. Mm-hmm. But yep. we do a lot of. Pro Tools magic, as we call it. Um, <laughs> you know, because, you know, any live performance, I mean, I, that's one thing that's been insightful to me is, uh, you know, prior to to working with Nick here and, and um, doing, you know, mixing audio for video, I was making records prior to that, and, and it's a different animal. This is like, you know, let's mic it up and lay it down real quick, and I'm left with whatever performance they brought to the table. So... There's obviously, you know, 
if there are mistakes or there's a flub here or there, I go in and, and repair that. And, and uh, we try and just, you know, allow the band to put their best foot forward with their finished product. So is there like a song I can play at the end of something you guys recorded here or one of your artists or something? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What would I, be a good one? Uh, you know, some Scotty Miller would be yeah, good. I and he won't care? <clears throat> okay, I don't no, think he... No. We're sitting here with the A440 Studio Boys here in New Hope, Minnesota. We're here with John Heinen, Nick Nichols, Steve Kahn, Tony Wilson, and Frank Franklin hanging out here, having a good time. So please tune in next week for part two. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. How about a little fun?
Try to 